Let's drone out. Right, you little buggers. Hello, you're listening to Let's Drone Out. Oh, here we go. In the orange shirt. This is Dominic Clifton in the green shirt. Yeah. Or Mr. Clean Flight, as you know him. Back in the day, it was Bass Flight. Time. And then Time Cop. Talking. And then they kind of, you know, had a little bit of a... And then Dom was like, I'll tidy this up, rewrite it. And then everyone jumped ship. And the code actually worked. He made, like, you know, uh, uh, fail-safes a thing of the past. Interactive early days. There was loads um, of soft cereal was one of, the, one of the early things as well. That was a lot of people holy. like that. Oh, man. More you art. Yeah. Yeah. See, I've dug it out. Uh, oh yeah. Wait, I've still got mine. Uh, it's this one of my original. This is my uh, Nays Dev board still on my desk? Oh. With a, a a Hobby King 12 amp. Oh yeah. With my test clips and then a test motor set by to earlier. Right. So. Guys, you can now carry on because now everyone knows who you are. All right. Uh, it's, it's normally. Took you so long to get on this show. Yeah. Why did you traitor us and go with Beth first? And well, you were like it's... slagging us off, calling us no, out, no, being no, like, no, 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 you can have race flight. I wasn't even allowed to talk <laughs> on that episode. <laughs> I was, no, I just was banned from my out. own no. show. What more, other than me say, like wearing a t shirt that says race shy, can you get? I use kiss. I must. I must admit, you do not like race flight, do you, Jack? I don't. It's crap. Everyone <laughs> like it's just shit. It I did a lot of good things actually. Um, the, oh. the way they are, no, that's good. Um, no, it's it's healthy for competition. All this stuff is it's good. Um, for a long time, I've thought the uh, configuration of clean flight was a pain in the ass. The MSP protocol, for instance, is not particularly well suited for configuration. It's more suited for um, getting like telemetry and stats and OSD stuff and things like that. Um, it's much better for that. And with race flight, for instance, they don't have all this legacy baggage that we do with the whole clean flight, beta flight stuff. Uh, they don't have any extra clients talking to their code. So what it means is that we have to look after these uh, older clients and therefore we get stuck with these legacy protocols, which aren't the best ones that we could be using. And therefore, our configuration is not as easy and as good as it should be. So, for instance, like, you know, the old Immersion RC Vortex, for instance, with the on-screen display and all that kind of stuff, they have their own things for that. Drop it! Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they're doing Leave some it. stuff. Like the way that uh, with the race flight boards, you know, when you hold it and um, it works out the angle of the uh, of the quad, stuff like that, and the uh, RC setup is uh, much better. Yeah, so does the Storm 32 gimbal. That works out which way you put the IMUs and stuff. Yeah. So there's all yeah. stuff like that. You know, there's lo they're doing stuff like that, which is is needed for uh, to make it easy for beginners to get into the hobby. For sure. Yeah, but then motor four stops working and all that stuff. Um, That's what happens, and then your quad shakes around. Race isn't set up, isn't it? The it answer is, to yeah. everything is filters. Yeah, they're not the answer to everything, no. They're not, they, it, they but it is easy to set up. Anyone, they're all, uh, I, I mean, do you remember like what it was like like a few years ago, like with MultiWii, for instance? I remember you had to get this yeah. con config file and you had to go in it and you had to set a load of settings and then recompile the stuff yourself 
not like just download some firmware and poke a configuration tool to it and then away you go no you had to you had to go in get this any file things set up this stuff and hash stuff out yeah. oh. oh my god it took forever doing stuff it was terrible so um so basically it was um a massive step in the right direction with regards to um making that easier with the configuration side of things with it uh that ctn did yeah yeah i still think my first quad has got base flight on it still yeah I think my qav 250 is running sunny sky motors 600 milliwatt massive V2X. No, 25 milliwatt. We told you about that, Tony. Do you want, do you want to see my first quad? Do you want to see my first quad? A disco. Yes. There she is. What rate did you put on that to make it flip? Uh, like you high ones after a while. Yeah, no, this is great fun. I, I, I upgraded this recently to Clean Fight 2 stuff and was setting it up and... Uh, it just didn't fly properly like I used to, and I've got to retune it all to get it right again. And it's like, no, but yeah, like big old inversion oh, RC stuff. I used to fly and flip this thing with like the 1.2 gigahertz uh, giant antennas and so on. That was great. That was a while ago. I know. Like, I, I remember people in Hampstead Heath with that, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, what have you been working on recently? Because last time I chatted to you, you I saw you at the Rotor Riot. Uh, yeah, London, two hours. Yeah. That's right. No, I've been I working. Would, I would say it was a me. It was more of an afterthought. Yeah, working on a bunch of things. Um, working on some new new flight controller stuff, as always. Always bringing something new to the party, which I try and do with all the products that I bring out. Um, can, you, can you give Can you give the people? A I bit can't of give too much details on that at the moment, unfortunately, because oh. uh, people steal all my ideas. It turns out. Um, so the way things are with the market these days, because it's so saturated, you have to keep some of the ideas pretty close to your chest until uh, until mm. they're ready for mass consumption. Because once you release something, it's basically you get about two months before the Chinese come out and just clone all your stuff, which they will undoubtedly do. So I can't talk too much about it. Which is say, which sucks actually, because one of the things I liked liked about the whole project is just like doing everything out in the open. Um, so. You know, you create something, you work with some great people, you make it even better, you release a product and it's and you do it. And you can talk about freely what it is, you can get input to it, which can then help the design and get all that better before you release it. Whereas now people hide things, keep them close to their chest like I have to do. It comes out and then someone will say, why didn't you do this? And then you were like, damn, I wish I'd had that input earlier. But then you can't always get it very easily. Can you whiz it past the screen just like? Nope, I'm not doing it. Nope. Why? Because they'll stop frame by frame. Uh -huh. Exactly. Oh, Not doing it. No. <laughs> Same. Uh, but I can show you. Let's see. A uh, couple of. That's one of my current products. That's one of my hand-built ones. Uh, there he is. Ooh. That is uh, an F4 yeah. Evo with one of the F3 OSD PDBs on it, which is pretty hey. neat. Is that the thing I saw in the no no the UK drone show? That thing was way bigger. Uh, no, there's there's the other one, uh, the other one that I do, which has got the VTX on it. Where That's is like it? Like a hex hexagony shape. Yes, yeah, yeah, here it is. Is this one? So this is what the stack looks like. Uh, let's get that a bit closer there. Come on, focus. There it is. There you go. There we go. So we've got that. That's the Neo stack. 
which is pretty lovely. It's all soldered on top as well, so you don't have to flip the board over to solder things onto the bottom. You just solder it all from the top, which is which is really nice. Which is nice. This is, there's there was an F3 version of this out for quite a while, and then there was this mad rush to do F4 stuff. So this is actually an F4 version of it. So there's an F4 on there, and the two things come apart. How, how how do you feel about you know like when beta flight first like yeah. you know like forks and fling fly yeah flight really took off how did that make you feel there was like, uh was it i was, I was quite like, happy about it because they were trying out loads of good stuff which i didn't currently have i didn't have time for it at the time um, no it was it was crazy so one of the, like one of the, you had one of the like a things list they were doing was um the esc programming through uh, reprogramming through oh, the flight controller. Yeah, that was one of the big things that gained it a lot of popularity. Yeah, uh, that was good. Put your hand was... over your camera and then... Oh, yeah, it's, it's kind of fuzzy, hasn't it? Okay. Yeah, mm. autofocus. Right again, come on, focus. Has that done it? No. No. Come on. Ah, there yeah. it is. Yay! <laughs> so, yeah, they did... Um, they had that... Um, and there was a couple of other things that they basically built into the firmware um, a little bit earlier, because I think we were working on like, a bunch of the fail-safe stuff at the time. Um, there was, yeah, there's loads of other things going in. So there's loads of cleaning up work that was happening at the same time as all this proof of concept stuff. Um, and then the proof of concept stuff, because people wanted that, they were just using this other firmware uh, straight away. Um, it, but, was, it was nice to have that pass through, though. Oh yeah, yeah, it's great. It's, it's, it's I'm really, that finally really made nice. it into the King Flight code base as well. But this needed quite yeah. cleaning up some of that stuff. Did so I wasn't quite happy, ready to have it in Clean Flight in its initial um, initial state. But it's the problem so, um, when you have like a high level of um, expectations from stuff, then trying to get other developers to match your level of expectations can be can be pretty tricky because they don't always understand why why do you want it like this? Why it just works? What's wrong with it? Um, but um, yeah, trying to get the developers to understand that is one of the problems. And then it takes a lot of time to do that with just one developer. And at the time, there was like loads of in input to clean flight. There was like PRs left, right, and center. Um, and it takes a lot of time to sort of handhold each each of the developers through, get their thing through. And by that time, this you know you got to stack more things ready to go as well, which you need. And then. Yeah, you end up doing just more sort of like maintenance side of things. But um, if you don't Tom, do that, Scott, then the developers um, wander off and go and do something else instead. Uh, <laughs> so it's very, it's very hard to balance here. Tom, Tom I must Scott, say, your, um, um, your, your workstation area looks um, much better than um, Jack's. Carry on. Yes. You, you can't find anything, basically, if, if you don't have it. I've got boxes of screws, boxes of VTXs. Boxes of flight yep. controller bits. Like, wait, what have we got in here? This is this is a fun box. This one is. Okay. All right, what's in this? This box? is what this. What, what ESCs do you have in that 450 yeah. size quad? Is it the DJI 30 amps? This is this is like a giant box of like loads of different flight controllers, all required for like testing clean flight on, like. There are many, many, many flight controllers in that box. Many. What do you think about the new AIO boards with the ESCs, OSD, all on the same board? Uh, well, um, ESCs and OSDs on the same board, did you say? 
Yeah, apparently. I haven't seen one of those yet. AIO boards. Yeah, no, I've not seen one of those yet. Um, there's like every, every time you look, there's like some new products. It's so you can't keep up with it all. Um, this is, this is the, 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 having all the ES. The um, on the same board as a PDB doesn't strike me as a fantastic idea because that's a lot of money to go down the pan if something goes wrong. What um, about noise as well? Well, yeah, I mean, there's that as well. Um, I know this, I mean, the Neo stack has got all the, all the OSD and the VTX stuff on one board, which is about six layers of copper away from all the noisy like um, stuff on the PDB, basically, and underneath the bottom of the flight controller. So it's got quite a decent amount of RF shielding just because of that. Um, but um, having the OSD on the FC isn't the greatest idea because you've got all the video signals mixed in with all the motor output signals and so on, and that can cause some issues. Um, but the digital protocols help that. Yeah, so I never understood how that's less of an issue. Sorry, Jack? Yeah, I never really understood that. Uh, which bit? You can't hear me, can you? Oh, yes, we Like, can. just having uh, having the uh, OSD on the flight controller, it must... It, well, it, I mean, the thing is, the way that most people are doing the OSDs, there's, you have the, the Max 7456 chips. There's a couple of other alternatives. Um, yeah. I think a Fish Rain or something like that is doing one. I can't remember what it's called. But then again, these are so fragile, the multi-wee OSDs. Yeah. Um, they always break. I never, ever, ever got on, get, got on with them. Yeah. Do you know how many times we try to get them working on my quads and just end up giving up? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like back in the multi-wee I days. I put one on my iNav, like, and that's running SPF3 Duo, the one I bought from the Nationals. Yeah, but that, that doesn't that time. bash into the ground at 70 mile an hour and then want to get back up and race again, does it? That's like a... Maybe general... one day when it fails, <laughs> <laughs> Well, your return to homes, Jack. Return to home turns into a pile of firewood. I know. I love that. I was like, clicked return to home on a, like, um, like I now when it first, like, it was really early beta. All oh, right, yeah. Clicked it and it just landed very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. It was like enough to return to home anyway. Just <laughs> like that. I'm just killing then, a couple uh, things with my systems to reduce my latency. Multi Wii OSD needs A caps. Needs what? A caps. Yeah, so I was so I was never happy with the multi wheat OSD stuff, and I was a bit uh, disheartened when the one of the beta flight developers ported the um, multi wheat OSD code into the core of beta flight. I'm like, it's not really the right way of going. <clears throat> I didn't like it because at the same time, like last year, I'd, I'd basically spent quite a while writing new OSD system from the ground up using the seven four five six chip. Mm. Did a whole bunch of unit tested code. It was lovely. Um, but unfortunately, that uh, was it was fine in clean flight and so on. It worked really well. Um, but it didn't, and it didn't have any of the baggage of this old multi wee stuff. And we sort of inherited some of that old baggage again, which I'm trying to get rid of. But what it did have in the beta flight stuff was the configuration menu. So there was integration between the flight controller settings and the OSD stuff, which is one of the things I was pushing for for quite a while. So then the whole clean flight two thing happened, and I'm like, okay, let's just use this, and then we'll go with that and then gradually improve it that way instead of uh, using the uh, clean flight stuff yeah that sucks man because like um were you part of the you know the vector stuff did you do any part of that or were you still vector stuff? which one was that one yeah like uh, i've heard about like the someone was working on the um 
like vector type OSD. Oh, I see. Sorry, I see what you mean. Um, it does like a weird thing with all the colours and that. Yeah, I was starting to look at some of this stuff. Um, I but don't know other, too much about other things that happened basically, and I got that basically got put on hold. So the uh, OSD stuff didn't progress much further. Oh. So you can't tell us. Damage. You can't tell us your secret squirrel stuff that you're working on at the moment, then. <laughs> no, afraid not. <laughs> no, I know it's you're just a tease, isn't it? Sorry about that. <laughs> um, one question that's a little bit random, but well, within well, I can say we will love it, and it will have things that you've not seen on a flight controller before. So, watch this space. How, how long have we got to watch this space for? Not too long. PCBs uh, went in; they came out of the PCB factory last week. Uh, it doesn't generally take too long once the PCBs are with the assembly house. So obviously there's going to be like you go through the sample phase where they make them and then you test them and then mm. you go into the mass production and then you test some of the and you test those as well um, and then they get shipped over and so on and then the, I have to do the website myself and then the manual and then connection diagrams and all the rest oh of it and then must update take the time. shop and then they finally get out so yeah it takes that's a lot forever. a lot of work isn't yeah it? it's it's it shed loads it shed loads it keeps you well busy too busy sometimes. I bet. Um, I like um, Tina says integrate tri-flight code. Yeah, the tri-flight stuff. I've got. Where's my little? I think it might be in. Did Spain. you build that the mini tri-flight? Oh, it's over there. Uh, I've got no, not the mini one. Um, I've got about three tricopters. Uh, in, yeah, I think a couple of them are out in Spain. I think one's in the box up on the shelf up there. There's like on the top up there. There's like uh, that one up there. It's just what, of, so. What you got, baby? Yeah, yeah. There's mm -hmm. uh, no larger ones. <clears throat> larger ones. It's like a, a, a three hundred uh, size one, and then some a bigger one as well. Yeah. I just love Sweet. the organisation. You can't find anything unless it's organised. That's the thing. So, but I, I turn up at Jack's and say, "Can you fix this, please?" And honestly, he does it. But I know. I he's probably, probably spent half the time finding the things you need to fix it, though, right? No, but the funny yeah. thing is, it's a mess, but he knows where everything is. Yeah, yeah. He goes, right, I'm going to that pile of stuff. There's a screwdriver, and you look over there, and it's just a pile of motors, but there is a screwdriver in it. Yeah, I've been moving yeah. so much. It's, it's basically, I need all my boxes. These boxes have had the same things in them for like the last year or so. They've got more things in them now, of course, but they've been in my old place in London. They've been in Spain. They've been in Ibiza. They've been in in france now they've been here and i know what's in all the boxes and where they are so that's all right they just they just appear on different shelves so <laughs> do you still recognize the boxes yeah exactly so i know exactly where things are and it's all good <clears throat> so you've been quite quiet for a well quite a long time haven't you yeah i've been having a very busy year i was, I was saying earlier that uh, i was in the process of buying a house this year so so that's done buying a house involves going around to see lots of other houses that you don't like and uh, that takes forever especially when they're in a different country yeah uh, so yeah so i found one back in may i think it was yeah so i've purchased a house now which is kind of weird um finally so now basically i've been having head down doing work to pay for it <laughs> so yeah, that's been that's keeping me very worst, busy. yeah can, can, can i ask you some code stuff that i really don't know much about and you try and explain it to go on then me and then yes. also explode Tony's little mind. Yeah, you need to go Dom, Jack, and then Dumbass. <laughs> yeah. 
It might be something I don't know about. There are lots of things in Cleanfly and Betafly that I don't actually know anything about whatsoever because of the size no. of the project. Tom, so. Tom Smith released a like, it's like a little test for um, programmers and it's called FizzBuzz. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I wondered how would you go about doing that? Because you have to keep shit clean, like that's your, you know, like uh, that's your you, mode of operandi. Have you seen and you, the, 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 the project called Enterprise Fizzbuzz? It's hilarious. Um, I actually no. don't know the Fizzbuzz test. It's never been done on me. Um, well, can we do it to you now? No. Right, so go. I don't know. No, I don't want to do in, interview conversations right now. No. Um, oh, no. mate. Yeah. I don't know. You I know, later, can you, like, so that it, it floods the next Let's Drone Out chat with, like, <laughs> multiple, like, What's prime numbers of four it's, or whatever. What is it? Write a program that prints the numbers from one to 100, but for multiples of three, print fizz instead of the number, and for multiples of five, print buzz. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, there's probably a bunch of different ways of doing it. It's like, what language are you using? And uh, yeah, yeah, what, um, yeah, what, 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 did, what was Clean Flight originally written in? Uh, it's always been in uh, C, yeah, it's always been in C. Ah. Um, yeah, even when the uh, when you know the old multi week code, it was all C stuff, but it was all based uh, around 8 bit processors rather than the 32 bit ones. What, what's um, BR Heli written in? It's written in something really obscure. Uh, the original stuff is uh, all assembly language, not machine code. That's the next yes. thing you get after yeah. you compile assembly language, you get machine code. Um, and the machine code is what makes up Why your binary. Why? Because <laughs> it's super fast and it allows them to use much cheaper nah. hardware. So if you get like a processor uh, and you, you know, want to sell a lot of these things, you basically want the cheapest thing you can to maximize the amount of profit you can sell on each one. So if you can do it on a mm. cheap processor and save a dollar on each processor versus using a high-level language, which requires a much bigger processor generally or faster processor, then you can basically make more money for each unit that you sell. And if you're selling four at a time to every person that buys a quad, that's like $4 you might be losing if you went with a... A more expensive processor but the trade-off is then you have to write the code in a language which isn't as necessarily flexible it's certainly much harder to refactor assembly language code than it is c for instance um mm. yeah so that's that's why you go for it it's, it's just to reduce costs normally um, or you want ultimate performance out of you know the processor you've chosen Are yeah because now the are you still flying because i, I haven't seen you at, the last competition i saw you at you uh, crashed into me. <laughs> he's really sore about this. I'm not sore <laughs> oh, no, about that. Every time he fucking sees you, bloody Mister Cleanfight again. Mister Cleanfight. Yeah, with a phone. He was yeah. like going uh, back to uh, Facebook. Uh, no, where was that? Where was that anyway? That was at um, I drone event. It was uh, the the London event when the Metal Danny came over. It was. Um, West London, wasn't it? It was yeah, the... decades ago. It Dom, was two years ago. Basically, I don't even remember basically it Tony made me remove his processor chip. Yeah. On his um, on his race flight board, and then he wrote, he scratched into it underneath it. Fuck you, Mister Clean Flight. <laughs> <laughs> and then he made me put it back on. That was his sole reason, but this will annoy him. <laughs> <laughs> You um, know, like the schizo board's got the little... That's lies. 
little logo <laughs> like Tony's has it was at the it was at uh, the iDrone event when we were at West London um, semi finals. I remember. Oh, you mean the? Sorry, I thought you meant crashes you personally, but crashes your quad. Yeah. Right, yes. I was like, I, think, I remember crashes into you. Yeah, because we were talking about it a bit ago. It's like with injuries and so on. Um, you got yes, right. That's in right. There. Yeah. No, there was. Uh, yeah. That's right. That did we happen, were, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, we were at the semi final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Very fight. Yeah. And uh, people Still are taking me out, like, you know. Way. You can't you can't get too fussed about it. Shit happens when you're racing, don't it? I know, so, you know. I know. So, it was um at least I've been taken out by Mr. Clean Flight. It was pretty cool. It could have been worse. <laughs> you know what I mean? It could have been. So you asked, uh, am I still flying very much? Uh yeah. not too much, but I did get one of these little things. Unfortunately, and really annoyingly, I found out that it was a clone after I'd bought it. I'm like, God damn it, even I have clone stuff because you can't even tell because there's so many of them. So apparently the, the frame is a clone of an English one, which is really, really annoying. Because I certainly what, 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 wouldn't have bought it. It's, it's the Isheen Aurora 90, but that's a clone uh, of... I need to give a shout out to them, actually. I've got to remember who it is. Uh, it's like a 90 mil frame. The, I'll find it in a minute or something. Will the new FC of Clean Flight be for racers also? It's for everybody. All my products are always for everybody. That's how I roll. Please put that in the manual. This board is for everyone, including. Yeah, I mean, it always have been. So, like, you know, most of my boards are the are the only ones that you can find that've got eight motor outputs, for instance. So, like, the there's not many F4 boards that've got eight motor outputs. It's like, do you know? Just do you know don't. what you're really good for? Go on. Is not linking up UART with the I2C ports yeah. and Keep separate set. LEDs. Yeah. Always You're a good it. boy. You're a good boy. Thanks, Jack. <laughs> yeah, no, Fuck that you. is the stuff that takes ages. So what I see on a lot of hardware designs is they basically they get a board, they get a processor, they stick the processor somewhere in the middle, and they basically go, okay, I need a pin in this corner to go to a motor there. I need a pin in this corner to go to the motor there. I need a pin in this corner to go to the motor here, and so on. But those pins that you pick on the corners of the chips aren't necessarily the best ones for allowing you to do lots of other things with the board at the same time. So my designs pay more attention to the features that you want out of the process and the ability to do all the different things you want, but rather than the actual routing of the tracks on the PCB. It's obviously a lot quicker to just get a PCB and then just you know, map them to the corners and so on, because you can get it into production, no problem. You can use cheaper boards with two only two layers and things like this. So there's quite a few reasons for doing that, but you don't normally find me doing that kind of stuff. I'm always much more involved. What Spy says... RFCs are 12 layer now. 12 layers, apparently. yeah. Apparently. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, factories and beans. Um, I've got I have got a question because like when you did a lovely explanation of like the you know like you had your oscilloscope, you ran it in parade and uh, you kind of you, like clean flight kind of came big when one shot happened out like the story of how that started because one shot was first available on ESC and you had to solder a jumper and they worked really well with the the kiss boards on multi-wee and then like you upped loop time or something and then everything just came on That's fire right. yeah, and I've always wanted um... to be like what went wrong like what happened 
how do you mean with the one shot side of things? Well, I think time yeah, cop like, a real sort of dis. Uh, ah, I found it. I'm going to show this in a minute to to Paul. Um, um, I love this. So there's, one day there's going to be a museum, and it's pretty much going to be in Spain. It's great. <laughs> he'll, know, he'll know what it is when he sees it. It's brilliant. Um, so yeah, so the one shot stuff that was quite interesting. There was a lot of experimentation going on at that time. Um, I like the idea of one shot. Um, I what think, does one shot do? Uh, it basically, just um, instead of like a continual pulse or continually changing pulse, uh, it basically just sends the pulse on as needed basis. Um, so basically, you you change the PID output. And then that output is immediately sent to the motors. That's the basics of it. Whereas the PWM signal it yeah. basically just continually sends the signal to the motors. And what happens is you update the motor, update sorry the PID output, and then some time passes, and then the motors get told about it. And that's what happens with PWM. Whereas what you want is the motors, well the ESC specifically, to be updated and told about the new state that it should be at as soon as possible. And that's what one shot addressed. What it is the best? Thinking, well, I hear, well, it wasn't necessarily the best well, design. Because one shot, multi-shot, and D-shot. D-shot, basically. Uh, you want but, a digital protocol. But even um, Chad, Chad, you know, the final guy, Oz, says he can't tell the difference when he's flying. No, that's right. You, you probably wouldn't be able to on a lot of them. But the thing is that D-shot is much more res resilient to noise. So... Okay with um pwm and one shot they're analog signals so basically they work by the esc timing the signal that it receives so with an esc you have variations in how the clocks run so you know like most clocks in the world agree that a second is a second yeah. but when you're talking about like really minute parts of a second and you're talking about when you're talking about you know, a second is this big but you split it up and you yeah. have a second like this there's variance in the clocks yeah. of the processes that are in these and the ESCs change in temperature quite a bit as well so what happens with the processor and when the um, temperature changes is that the clock changes as well so it doesn't think a second is a second anymore essentially so then it starts mistiming or misinterpreting the signal that is on the line. So the flight controller is sending it out, but the ESC is misinterpreting it, and you don't get a, you don't get a great um, there's a, picture of what the actual time is. So D shot. There's a, there's a clock right there, Tony, and That's it's not awesome. round, and it hasn't got any face on it. Yeah. I said clock, not Venus. Yeah. yeah, go on. Sorry, Dom. So one way to address this is to use the oscillators like Jack just pointed out on that, on that part, yeah. but a lot of old ESCs don't have external uh, resonators. Um, and the, re the resonators have basically like a little bit of crystal inside them and they can work out how fast it's resonating. Mind's blown. Oh. He thinks the earth's flat. But on an oscilloscope, the, the signal looks like a sine wave. It's great. It's fascinating. Um, Does it know so what a sine wave addresses is this by not using clocks uh, in the same way. Uh, right. So basically a signal is broken down um, into a digital signal, you know, much like CDs do um, with versus like a record player. Yeah. Um, so basically you can copy it a million times and it'll always retain the original signal, for instance, and the same applies to D-Shot. You can forward it on, you can send it over larger distances if you want to relay it if you wanted to. But importantly, the information is has got some way of uh, 
essentially being um, verified uh, with the form of checksum. So the signal is sent out that says, right, spin the motors at uh, 50%, say. Yeah. Um, and previously with one shot, that could be misinterpreted as being like 49 or 51% or something like this. With D-shot, that'll never happen because if it doesn't receive the whole packet of information properly, it'll just reject it and ignore it. Okay. Uh, so that's the main thing. But one of the other things it lets you do is um, instructs the motors to do things. So they're starting to use it in 3D flying as well. So basically you can use the full range of the throttle and flying 3D by sending reverse the motors now commands to the ESC. Um, so you can have uh, twice the resolution in 3D flying that you would have had before, which is pretty cool. Um, you can so also Zoe, tell it. Zoe will like that. Sorry? Oh, Zoe yes, she will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She will, yeah. I think there's uh, HTech FPV in the Beta Flight channel, which um, is experimenting with a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, so that's, that's another good reason to use it. Another reason is you can make the motors beep. On command, you can just go send a signal to make the motors beep, which is great for the beacon. So you remember in the in the VL Heli suite, so you don't need configure the anymore. beacon timer to be on like after five minutes or whatever. Um, yeah. So you can essentially use the D-shot stuff to basically have a switch on your transmitter to turn buzzer on, and instead of the buzzer being an actual buzzer, it'll just make your motors buzz instead, which is yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, that is so pretty you, cool. You can do loads of loud it burns out. Yeah. Yeah, so D-shot is for the win. It's definitely the way forwards. I mean, it might, not be the, it might not be the be-all and end-all of protocols, and there's probably going to be some other improvements to that, but having a digital protocol with the CRC on it is the right direction in my head. There's and don't forget, you here. don't have to calibrate. Sorry, yes, sorry. there is that as well. There's uh, no calibration required. Yeah, which is always the reason good. that you calibrate was for the clock variance of the ESCs, basically, so they understand the signal that the flight controller is saying. Pro shot. And it so all let me so let me let me just show this to White Spy. Is, is White Spy looking in the chat? Hold on. Uh, he sent me this like ages ago when Clean Flight was first starting out. It is a current sensor, and he wrote this and he sent me this like ages ago. I didn't even know this guy who it was. I think I ordered something. We sent this. Can you guys read that? No. There we go. If you talk as well, that's it. Say stuff as well because it, the, it the says, chat goes on. Many you. users ask if these power current units work with your software. He sent me this. And the answer today is, I don't know. I've never had time to test it. But it's been sat in my box of like random stuff that I use for testing for like a million times. And I've like, I've seen it like so many times. It's like in this box of like loads of stuff. It's, it's brilliant. So sorry, Paul. <laughs> will it play music? What an arsehole. Why <laughs> says, will it play music? Uh, it can do, yeah. You can probably make you because you can send a beeper thing, and you can probably also send like a command to say like low, medium, high, or no to whatever like this. So you can probably do that. Um, there has been some improvements, I believe, to the protocol, and it's also nice that the Kiss guys and the BL Heli guys are also agreeing on the command set for D shot as well. That happened quite recently. There's, so there's some new commands and they're both implementing it in their ESCs and releasing firmware. So it's great to see the uh, collaboration on the ESC side of things. Yeah, it's always yeah. good. I mean, yeah. it's good to have a healthy competition, but it's always good when 
when uh, companies agree on it's, stuff. Uh, yeah, tell me about it. It's uh, it a pain in the ass for a flight controller because with the flight controller code, you've got to go, I support this, 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 I support this. And before you know it, your flight controller's got to do loads of stuff. And every time someone adds something new on it, everyone that's writing flight controller stuff basically has to test that it works with this thing and the old thing and the old thing and the new new thing and all the different variations of it so if everyone can agree then it just makes it a lot easier and we can delete loads of old code and then fit more things in the core core flight controller code it's the shame about smart audio and yeah that's the other protocol yeah the other one the the, uh, immersion rc and the tbs one using uh, different protocols yes it would have been lovely if they got together and said, shall we design a protocol for doing VTX related things and agreed on it and then both released products and then said to us, this is uh, how we want to do it or even asked us what it was at the time. But now we have two different ones and much of a muchness to be honest in terms of like what you can do with a VTX. You know, you can set a channel, you can do a pit mode and you can do a couple of other bits, you know, change channel, change frequency, change pit mode, turn it on and off, basically. Those are the main things you need to do with a VTX, right? And it's not rocket science. So it would have been good if they could have collaborated on that so we don't have to then support two of them forevermore going forwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, White Spy asks, oh. go to gyro and why? What is my go to gyro and why? Um, well, uh, there's been a lot of talk about gyros. Um, I'm currently favoring the ICM20602. Uh, I've tried and on various different prototypes, the 6,000, 6,500, 9250, the 2,608, the 2,069G and the 2,602. But I'm liking the 2,602 for a few reasons. Um, one of the reasons is a cost reason. Um, Another reason is the size of it. It's very, very small. So a lot of people are using it on the really mini, mini things. It's great for that. Um, but some people have issues with the newer ones with the uh, the noise, but there are solutions for that. Um, so, I mean, the filtering side of things can help with that as we've, you know, people are talking about filters and so on. Soft mounting can help with that kind of stuff. Um, but the way that the flight controllers and the, the frames are these days, and the loops that people run, there's uh, just a lot more noise going on um, in terms of like the frame and how powerful the motors are has made a massive difference. Because ages ago we were running like DYS 16 you know, whatever it was, and with yeah, flappy no, props and all this kind of stuff, right? And you know, and we were running like 3.5 millisecond loop times and things like that, which is crazy compared to what we're doing now. Um, yeah. And it's it's the way. Do you ever look back at some of that stuff? Uh, a lot different these days. Um, yeah. six, you ever look back at some of that stuff series. but just think what the f- was i doing <sighs> yeah when you get an old quad out you look at the old config you're like whoa i flew that wow <laughs> yeah <laughs> <I know. laughs> it was great we flew it around it was fantastic it was, it was brilliant my 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 disco uh when i was flying that that was that was running on uh three and a half uh, millisecond loop times it flew excellently i was flying it around the alps it was great loved it Oh, no. It's not going to go fast though, is it around a track? Uh, no, probably not. No. I mean, like, not compared to like a 5S monster crazy things that people are flying these days. Oh my god, they're crazy. Oh, Curry Kitten. Um, I noticed he had some public 
record over copies and the SPF3 board told people it was open source and he argued this. What was this? So I was interested to know if you got any further or are you talking to a brick wall? Oh, a brick wall. Don't buy anything from Banggood. They're evil. Um, they just promote like clone selling, basically. And it's, yeah. Um, yeah, it's hard what to do you find legitimate stuff. Copy, yeah. I'm so sorry, guys. I keep talking over you. It's so out of sync, this stream. It is a bit out of sync. Sorry, I feel like such an arsehole. Should we do this little thing, like, put your hand up if you want to talk? <laughs> you think I can think of it? Yeah, no, Banggood, uh, I didn't get any luck with right, that, um, when I tried to talk to them. I posted uh, initially on one of their uh, comments section when I saw a clone of my board. And yeah. I was dismayed somewhat to find it. And they actually screwed it up as well. Like they didn't even do the routing properly. The board was designed to be a stackable board and they put connectors over where the two stacking connectors are supposed to be. And it's like, you muppets. Um, yeah, they screwed up like buzzer stuff. The quality was shocking. And yeah, it's just, yeah, it's cheap to find as well when they've cloned stuff. So when I design a board, um, I use components which are known to be slightly over specify all the components basically and then when you get a clone manufacturer they basically just go oh we don't need a a, a 10 volt capacitor let's just use a 6.3 volt one or whatever like this and it's like no you're 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 ruining the design if you do that stuff so yeah don't buy the clone boards it's they don't contribute anything to the uh, to the hobby as well so yeah, I make a board, I sit there designing it for ages, um, spend loads of time writing the software and getting all that sort of things up to speed with it all. And then you release the board, then the board gets cloned, and then the people that walk away with all the money is the, the cloners, and they don't invest any of it back into the hobby at all. They basically just line their own pockets. So it's, no. not, it's, not, good no. for, it's not good for the hobby. No. Can I go? In garden furniture and windbreaker jackets. Sorry, go Tony. You didn't put your hand up, Jack. That's <laughs> no, right. Is clean flight flight at the moment, or are you two separate entities still? On the what? Sorry, I didn't catch that you broke up just slightly. Uh, are you both a uh, clean flight and beta flight the same thing at the moment? Or very, very separate? similar at the moment, yeah. Um, so there are differences between them, but very few. Um, so when I get some more time, which isn't right now, I have some plans, uh, but I'm not going to go into the details of it just yet. I'm going to wait and see how things progress. Um, I have a feeling that some of my plans might not be liked by the Beatflight crowd, um, but some of them will be liked by others. So we're going to see how it progresses. But at the moment, they're very closely linked. So Plane Flight 2.1, uh, Beat of Flight 3.2 are you know, almost identical in terms of like flight performance and so on. There'll be a new version of Clean Flight out probably slightly after the Beat of Flight 3.2 comes out to keep them in sync as well. But I think okay. um, Clean Flight 2.1 is ahead of the latest version, the latest stable version of Beat of Flight. But the, the latest stable version beta flight is one seven isn't it because three point two I'm hearing three, I think it's three one seven yeah having quite a few problems with yeah latest beta flight yeah and some of those um, problems will also exist in clean flight yeah so okay so don't don't rush hold on until it's yeah I, I basically 
um, was syncing it quite closely. And then there were some other changes which hadn't been properly tested and uh, that I didn't want those. I didn't trust those features yet. And I'd been doing a lot of my own testing. And I'm like, I don't want those features, but I do want some of these other things. So I kept all the, kept all the fixes and all that kind of stuff. And that made it into CleanFlight 2.1. And then there's some more experimental stuff, which is still happening in the 3.2 of Betaflight. Okay. Um, do, do you know anything about the active filtering? Active filtering, I've had a look at some of the code. I haven't delved into it too much. Um, but uh, yes, it's um, it's it's a good idea. So basically, dynamic, dynamic filtering. filtering. Dynamic filtering. I think they call it not active filtering. Um, so the idea is that this yeah, figures out where the um, the vibrations are, which is good because um, I've always thought that the uh, notch filter is a great idea, but the your your quad basically wears out over time. Um, yeah. And then it has different vibration properties you know, over time as well because of the way that it wears out. Um, so your bearings get worn, your motors don't run as well as they did, and therefore that changes the vibrations that the flight controller receives and the frequencies that they're received at. You crash your frame a few times into trees or whatever like this, that will change the properties of the frame as well. So, yeah, unless you're retuning it all the time, you know, your your initial settings aren't going to be necessarily the best after like a, a, a bit of use. So the active filter in there helps to combat that and is also good for new people. Um, posted a question in the chat you might want to think about that if you don't want to answer just shake your head and then we can always talk about zeros hot motors do you want to that make you laugh that, please answer that that is funny he'll never listen to this I, i'm banned from the from the base like github thing no <laughs> yeah yeah no. I know, yeah. I was, doing, I was doing backports into Baseflight for the bugs that I found, and then uh, I got banned from it, so I can't, I can't comment on anything. I can't do PRs or anything like that against Baseflight. So I'm like, okay, well, that's the nail in that coffin. Then <clears throat> I crack on, and then the world uh, cracked on with me. Write your reply to that, and I will send that to Curry again. What? Oh no! <laughs> and no one will ever see it except him. Um, my new What is Curry Kitten? I don't even know. What is Curry <sighs> Kitten? It is the best. I, I am YouTube living under channel. a rock at the moment. You, you guys realise this? There's, there's a mountain go, go of code that I'm living under. It's all up there. Go onto YouTube. You are busy. Type in Curry Kitten and subscribe <sighs> to him. This is this is. Uh, curry. This is what? sub bomb. Everyone sub Curry Kitten. Give you. I have no idea what Curry Kitten is. What is it? Curry Kitten, he does like a YouTube review. It's around. He like worked on a, a like lizard, wizard, lizard wizard. Oh, it's a um, FPV. And he's just got a charming channel. He's a good guy. I like right. him. I do subscribe. like him. There you go. I'll click subscribe. We'll see what comes up. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't know, I like it. He was like flying his wing, he was telling me about he had a Starbucks today. I remember. Yeah, all <laughs> good, man. Love it. Great content. Oh, yeah, there was something in the, in the you've reminded, reminded me now, there was something on the, uh, on the, on the base flight oh GPL license agreement yeah. or something, wasn't there? Uh, the yeah, there was that. I remember that. Yeah, and it clipped. Yeah, yeah, but you can't add things. <laughs> 
GPL license or something like this because it's against the terms of the GPL license or something like that. So yeah. it's, it was quite funny. But yes, that's, that's a long time ago. To be honest, I don't even pay any any thought whatsoever to all that stuff. It's just like it's just code. It's just let's just code. Let's all just make things better and code stuff, and it's just going to be good. So I don't worry about all the politics and all this kind of stuff. So I hate all that stuff. Yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather just focus on creating cool stuff, basically. Much, much more yeah. appropriate and uh, constructive use of my time. Sounds like a war's happening above Tony. Yeah, there is there's someone having fireworks out there, and, and Junior hates fireworks, and he's um, currently buried under his bed at the moment. Aww. He's quite Do you want to see him. if he's all right? Yeah, he's, he's fine. I've just covered him up. But Aww, someone's, yeah, someone's having a party or something behind me. It's, someone's uh, got a couple of liquids. Someone's got new motors and they're getting very hot. Hang on. Yeah. My new motor's getting very hot. Any ideas? They're not connected to a flight controller. What? That's a bit weird. Screws don't touch the windings. Any idea? Did, they, flight... ever, did they ever touch the windings? Because, oh. you know, that might uh, screw it up. Because if they ever did, then uh, you might have created yeah, a shot. Not. Yeah. But they might not be now. But if they did. Then you yeah. might have already squished the winding wire together because it's basically enamel wire, and uh, if you break the enamel off, you can make it short out. If you squish yeah. the windings together, so if you've done that, then that might be a problem. Uh, Could be D. The motors normally only get hot if they're stalled, and um, you send too much uh, current through them. Basically, that's when they they start to heat up. Um, yeah. There is one exception: if the developer viewing or updating the code is named Dominic Clifton. Yeah, that's the one. The modified Hydro license supplies as below. Hydro yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I had a, a very strict license agreement for the IRC client software that I wrote, Hydro IRC, which is quite popular. I still use it all the time. Um, and I had a very restrictive license on that for a good reason. Um, and it doesn't apply to the stuff that I'm doing at the moment. And uh, I think Time got found it. It's funny because he's basically a troll. So, you know, he just likes to poke people, but don't care it's just like don't care about that stuff how 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 excited should we be for your uh new stuff coming out very and and can ldo clients me and jack get some sent to us free uh no because as i explained earlier the part (laughs) cost (laughs) is high and they are limited numbers. Yeah, good try. Everyone will be trying that. No, um, <clears throat> uh, I would love to be able to hand them out as like free cakes, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> the reality of the situation is, I've had to just spend a whole boatload of money getting a whole, yeah. you know, these things r- made up, and uh, this money's got to come from somewhere. It's, and, ama- uh, it's actually amazing yeah, I mean, how much you spend. You just told me how much you spend before yeah. the, we went live, and I was like, oh my god, no wonder you. Yeah. You know. Yeah, when you're when you're making a new product, you have to order like a, a certain quantity of them before the manufacturing houses will even talk to you. Um, so if you're doing like less than a thousand, uh, your choices are few and far between. If you're doing less than five hundred, your choices are even fewer. And yeah. you don't necessarily always want to be making a load of these boards if you're not even sure whether you can sell them, whether people will want to pay for them. Because what I've learned over the last couple of years, there seems to be this finite point where if you try and sell something over a certain price point that people just aren't going to want to buy it. Um, compounded with that is the the demand of retailers for about a 20 to 30% margin. Um, 
So when you're running on very low margins and you've got to compete with the Chinese price, um, then trying to release a new product in today's market where there's no room for error and it's just really, really difficult to try to keep the prices down in, in small limited quantities. So I don't know why anyone buys clones. I've, uh, you, I've had clones before. It's just, yeah, but they're, they're never worth it. They're never, ever worth it. The time you've, you've used it and, and, and they go wrong easily. They, they just don't fly as well. Yeah. It's a pointless. You might as well just do the real deal and, and, and just buy it. I, I banned Tony from buying clones a long time yeah. ago. I bought yeah. a couple of dodos and, and they were just horrific. You know, the real ones yeah. I had <sighs> dodo shipped in from America, uh, they worked fine, but the ones the what were cloned were absolutely uh, yeah. horrendous. Well, even the, even the original dodo boards um, had design faults. I mean, they had to go through about like three or four revisions of the PCB to get like some basic things just working on it. And it's like you design a product and you, they're basically shipping their prototypes essentially is what I saw with the original Dodo boards. Um, mm. And they used the cheaper processor as well, which only had half of the flash RAM, of course, which wasn't, you know, how we designed to use F3s. Uh, we wanted the F3s as the, the baseline to be the one with the 256K flash and they put on the, the 128K flash. Um, at the time it fitted, but you know, now <laughs> it doesn't fit in 128. You can't use an original Dodo board. But you can still use an original SP Racing F3, and the design of the original SP Racing F3 never had to be revised in its entire history, because it was done yeah. right to start with. So yeah, whereas the Dodo board, it had to like, like I say, three or four different revisions on it where they yeah. kept screwing things up. Always buy original; it's not worth it. Is there, still... a, is there anything um, better than F4 going to come out? Is like, well, it's, it's, I mean, there's quite a few F7 boards. Like there's a, there's a Fury one, I think. Maytech are probably doing one. Um, there's omnibus ones. Yeah, there's a bunch of F7 stuff. The thing with the F7s at the moment is the um, the code isn't quite there. There's the process is very new, and the developers, myself included, haven't uh, yet had enough experience with them to get the most out of them. Um, so we're finding out new stuff with these processors like all the time. Um, even just working on the boards is is pretty difficult. So like, I mean, I can show you like on my desk here. I've got this little thing here where is it this is a, a debugger <clears throat> so normally you buy a debugger and you plug it into your board and you can go debug your processor and away you go but because some of the f7 processors are so new the firmware on the debugger doesn't support it so then you go okay can i have a debugger that works with f7 and mm, no <laughs> they're really really hard to find it's like the ones that come on the original st boards they sort of work but the st link software is a bit eh. Uh, and there's better debug software out. Um, so even just writing code for an F7 is a pain in the ass at the moment. Just getting it onto the processor and running it—it's right. just yeah, there's problems. What, what, like my um, uh, I'm running an F4 board with Betaflight on. Yeah. And with everything working, um, it's like three percent. Yeah. That's not flying. That's on the bench. Yeah. So on the bench, it's doing more than it is when it's flying. By the way, so is it really? Do remember that? Yeah, because you've got a USB connection to it, right? And then it's okay. got an answer like, how fast are you going? How fast are you going? How fast are you going? Like all the time when it's flying, like it just sits there going, yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. Okay. So my point is, what is it? If we go F7, like people are doing, what is um, the point and what will it improve? Um, 
Well, there's various things. So the F4 is a bad choice for flight controllers um, in terms of like the electronic side of things because it doesn't support things natively that the F3 does, like such as the invertible serial ports. So then you need additional inverters, which increases the cost of it. So it's not only the processors more expensive, you need a whole bunch of other things. Plus you need more room to put all the different jumpers on to move, you know, the, I want an inverter on or not. And most of the F4 boards don't have telemetry, for instance, they don't have smart port telemetry. There's only a few that do. Um, so the F4 is not the greatest choice in that. The F7 has basically got all the nice things from the F3 in terms of like the IO flexibility. Uh, but it also brings with it much faster clock speed, which is what we want if we're running and not overclocking things. If we want to run, um, you know, 32 kilohertz gyros, as well as all the other features that people want, like active filtering and dynamic filtering and so on like that, which eat CPU cycles. So, yeah, F7s are definitely a better choice than the F4s. So that's the, that's the new thing, yeah. and it's going to be F7. Yep, definitely. And it's when, and they also they're also available. Um, sorry to talk over you. Uh, they're also available with um, larger amounts of flash RAM. So what you're also seeing is tighter integration these days, and you know more things like VTX protocols and all this kind of stuff. So with an F7, you don't have to choose between what you put on it in terms of like the software. You can put everything that Clean Flight and Beat Flight support on it. Whereas with the F3s and F4s, uh, a lot of them are using the smaller um, flash. Uh, flash ROM, so you can't fit all of the features on it, so you have to choose between it, and then it's a trade-off thing, and that's a pain in the ass. So. Mm. Uh, yeah, the Guinness post cost many times too much to here in Finland, at least. Guinness buys a board from you, yeah. where you post it to him, oh, economy, and as a gift. I know the postage on the site is a problem. Um, we're restricted in that regard. Um, because what happens is that you'll get someone and they'll buy a board and they'll say, we didn't receive it. And then you have to send them a new one. And yeah. in today's marketplace with, and you can blame the cloners quite a bit for this as well, because what's happened, like I say, we're running on very low profit margins. So if someone loses a board and we have to send a new one because it doesn't turn up in the post, then yeah. we have to pay for the cost of two boards and then that wipes out any profit we have to pay for two lots of postage and there's no refund on that so we have to send everything out recorded delivery so that it, we know it gets there because otherwise what happens is the person receiving the board then files a, files a complaint with paypal and then the money gets taken out of our bank account straight away without any questions asked um so All right. that's, that's economy one. recorded however however um this situation will be changing when i move to spain because the Spanish Postal Service is much cheaper than the rip-off Royal Mail crap that we have to deal with at the moment. When I moved back from Spain, I had to increase the prices by about four pounds. Not four pounds for the postage, but an increase of about four pounds. It's ridiculous. So the Spanish postage is good. It works. Everything gets there. So that'll be happening soon. So Anything all the European people are going to be happy, and all the UK people are going to be going, damn it, the postage is just like, oh, it's less than it is now. Great. Hey, what? So I can actually ship something from Spain to UK for less than the price from UK to UK when I move to Spain. It's that stupid. Thank Royal Mail, basically, is the answer. Petition them. Yeah, just, just throw eggs at them or something. I don't know. That is hilarious. Ridiculous. Um, have you ever thought about a sabotage plan for the cloners, like releasing like the clone, the, the seriously yeah. pro clone? <laughs> I'm no, not because, be like, I mean, we're no ball, we're keeping it under wraps. They're, they're not that stupid. 
they're not last too no but then have it like you know rigged so that as soon as they put a a fake part on there or a cheaper part it just blows up no it's not worth my time doing it i've got better things to do like like i say i'd rather just spend creating cool stuff oh and rc asks how can we stop the clones not by not buying them that is the only way you will stop them yeah they will basically go oh we're not making any money let's go find something else to do that is it that's all you can do don't buy them tell all your friends um they never work properly anyway. I don't see the point. Why do people even bother? I know they're cheaper at the time, yeah. but there's no point. That's right. Absolutely no point. Yeah. Uh, any questions, guys, before we go? Any um, questions in the chat? What time is it now? Go, 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 go. Yeah. Yeah. No Mantis t-shirt on. Anson here. Please, can you send me a clean flight t-shirt? Marco SPV. I have a box. Um, um, well, I, for the yeah, UK nice. drone show last year, I got a whole bunch of them made, and I do actually have a box of t-shirts. I, I gave a couple out at the uh, the um, the drone FBV league thingamajiggamy that was at Alexandra Palace uh, recently. That was good. Okay. Um, but there are there are some. But if people, um, the best way of getting a clean flight t-shirt, the easiest way is to click on the clean flight donation button. Right, and then in the comments, just say, "Send me a T-shirt." And if your donation is over fifteen dollars, um, yeah, then we can sort one out for you and put your address in it and what size. Rotorus says hello. By the way, Rotorus. Ah, hello. Um, can we get a T-shirt to give away on LDO? You got to press the donation button. <laughs> Oh, oh, to give away. Sorry. Uh, yeah, we can we can give away. We can give away a t-shirt. I've got a, I have some t-shirts. That sounds good. We can do a little yep. little compi compi for that, maybe. You are you are gonna give a, a board to Painless 360, aren't you? Uh, uh yes, yes, and he normally gets a board because he does some fantastic videos for everybody. He did some very good contributor to the hobby. He saves uh, me a lot of time by answering yeah. um, people's many many questions i think otherwise without painless 360s videos i'd spend a lot more time <laughs> answering support questions how do, do they, they get hold of the schematics read out what they um uh, they, they never get the schematics. Says, the cloners you're referring to right yeah uh, they don't get the schematics um they basically just get the circuit board they take the components off they take away the mask layer and they etch the board back down and then they basically work out where what the components are and where they all go. And it's not rocket science to clone a flight controller board because you basically look at the ST data sheet, you look at the data sheet that comes with the accelerometer and the gyro, you look at a couple of other parts on the board and you can pretty much work out what the components are by what is connected to them. Uh, and then you, you can also measure the parts that you take off and away you go. And you can work out what the schematic is by reverse engineering like that. They're very, very good at it. They sit there here's and a little, the mask off. Here's <laughs> a little big up for you. Uh, Matt, I, I, I'm not going to pronounce this right. Matty Carla FBV would like to say, thanks, Dominic. You're one of the few that have made a profound difference to this industry. So there you go. There's a, Thank you very much. There's a nice... Thing um, yeah, it's nice to get good. And I, no, the N -N. That goes on in this uh, hobby. There, there is a lot of drama at 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you haven't got a hammer. Much, too much trauma. Just like whatever. Uh, just go do do create stuff. I'll look at it and tell you whether it's cool or not. And uh, I'll do stuff. Trauma. And if you like it, great, use it. If not, that's fine too. <laughs> but this and, is um, and I asks, can you explain the pros and details of Pepperfish OSD compared to conventional OSD oh. chip? used on current fc's Pepperfish, that's what i was trying to remember yes um i haven't looked at his schematics because i think he publishes schematics but even he is having problems with the clone that's copying all his stuff um so he is now um less willing to or share his designs basically and until he gets his boards out and so on uh, whereas before i think he used to just like release the schematics and so on like straight away um there has been this sort of stagnation in the in the OSD side of things for quite a while. Um, I think the only two notable OSDs that I've come across was the one that was on the Vortex because they used, I think it was an F3 processor for the OSD, and there was also the Brain um, Brain FPV, which um, used the main flight controller to the OSD. Um, but the OSD don't. But the most most of the boards uh, use the the Max chip. Um, the Max 7456 chip, which is character based, which isn't, it's okay. I mean, it's useful, but it's not as good as it should be. And because of this, um, um, uh, the minimum SDs and all this old code and the porting of that code into Betaflight and so on, this Max uh, 745 chip, 6 chip has been um, around for much longer than I think it should have been. Um, but now Pepperfish is doing a whole bunch of work in Betaflight to basically make it so that OSD code can then work with other types of OSDs instead of the Max 7456 chip, which is what I initially did in the CleanFlight code about a year ago when I did the um, F3 OSD board that I made. Um, so it was abstracted away basically, so you could retarget it against any uh, OSD video driver and then you can have a different implementation. So what my goal was about a year or so ago was to do a first cut of an OSD which uses a Max 7456 chip and then design a new F new OSD, which is a vector-based one, which also then used the same code. But yeah, things changed, so that never happened, unfortunately. But it's good to see someone else things picking up the reins of that and, and moving the industry forward, which is good. So I hope it does release um, the schematics for it, because one thing that's been um, one of the things that drives this industry is openness. Um, and I think there does need to be some um, some changes in the OSD side of things, uh, but I could I will totally understand it if he doesn't want to release his schematics. So, being mm. um, in the position that I've been in for about the last couple of years or so, seeing how the industry works. Yeah, just feel like you get raped all the time. Yeah, there's a lot of that. And then also you've got things where people do it, and you're just like, why did you do it like that? Because yeah. not only being you, but it's also destroying people's stuff, and it does yeah. go wrong. Yeah. So it's a shame, really. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it'd be, it'd be good to see um, a new um, OSD that's uh, open source, sort of like design, basically. Um, if he doesn't release the the schematics, but releases the software, it's you know I'm sure that um, someone else will work out how it actually works based on how the software works, uh, but obviously that becomes a lot much trickier. So if he releases the software first and then releases the schematics later, that'll still be good for everybody because then he'll make some money um, for his and get rewarded for his work, which he deserves. Um, 
and then if he releases it later then everyone else can benefit from it and you know see the osd in the different form factors and so on because while fish peppers designs might suit him and some of the people that fly the same kind of things that he flies they might also suit uh, they might not suit other people that want to run different things in, in different ways so they don't have any alternative um, so it'd be good to see some different alternatives mm. in, in the physical layout of things i mean is there any more no questions no more questions so we That's we amazing. can um i thought we'd be on here forever and we can stay longer how long well, have we got to wait dom until we get excited for your new um items that we just start out? getting excited now and that'll be okay <laughs> i'm already excited there you go then i'm saying enough <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, get excited. Good old Tony. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, that's, that is. When, about when, it. You, when you see it and try it, you'll wonder how you ever did without it. You say that again because you cut it out. When, oh, you, see it when it, you see it and try it, you'll wonder how you ever did without it. Is it wow. You hear, you heard it here, folks. That's my, my, my uh, machine is completely dead right now. I have no idea what's going on with it. But yeah. Well, thanks for coming on show. We're yeah, we're, no really, we're really sorry it it went all a bit funny and we're Actually, twenty minutes late and stuff like that. But right. it's uh, yeah. it's we had only LDO when it, when it goes wrong. Way. Yeah, we we tried something new, and um, I think the other let's drone out thing still running. It's still sat there waiting <laughs> for someone to click live. Unfortunately. <laughs> Like there's no way to turn it off until tomorrow. <laughs> we will fix things and be back up. It doesn't yeah. matter. This all goes to um, SoundCloud. If you want to listen to this back, guys, um, this will be on SoundCloud and Apple iTunes in uh, a few months' time, so you can listen to this back. Some millennia. Thank you for everyone for tuning in. Thanks, um, Hydra, Dom, for coming right. on and saying hi. Mm-hmm. Thank no you, man. I have nagged you so long. Yeah. I've like he has. Laura he said, Why aren't you coming on the show? Why aren't you coming on the show? Why aren't you coming on the show? Come on the show. Come on the show. Come on the show. I was outraged. I was outraged when you went on the gag. I was like, <laughs> that's it. We, we, you know, we're like English. I know. You're a traitor. Oh, yeah. I, I could deport you like those Australians. <laughs> He's been deported anyway. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's going. And I said, good, bugger off. <laughs> right, and you're not coming over to, to see all the sweet flying spots then. Yeah, see? <laughs> get an invite, we'll be there, Dom. That's it. There is a pool right. as well, it's good. No, we're there. <laughs> Definitely send us an invite. You got you gotta come and do it, that'd be great. I'll have all the flying spots yeah, all man. sorted out and lined up. I've got loads of them already, so I can't wait to get out that, doing flying. That actually sounds good. If I get an invite, I will definitely come. Yeah. Most well, you, um, I hope to fly with you again, man. I have not flown with you since It's forever. been two years. Yeah. Forever. I haven't flown with uh, many people for ages. I think I've been I was flying in Granada in Spain with some of the guys that were at the drone, um, uh, the drone world pre randomly. They turned out to be very close to where I was in Spain. Um, and I went, I was down a model car track looking at model cars cause I haven't done model cars for ages. So that was interesting. And there was a guy down there that had, uh, had a drone 
and I'm like, oh, hello, oh, I see you've got a drone. And he's like, oh, what are you running on here? He's like, beat flight. And I'm like, yeah, it runs my code. That does. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> and then it turned out that his mates up in Granada, um, I'd met one of them before when I was in Dubai, which is hilarious. So, yeah, we went wow. flying at this uh, deserted golf course in Granada, uh, which is absolutely fantastic place to fly. It's just like everything's just perfect. It was great. And there's about, yeah, five, six or so now, probably a bit more than that, flying up there. That was brilliant. I have a plane out and everything. It was great. Do you remember flying at the uh, Radio C? That that was oh. the first event. I went <laughs> that was to. hilarious. You, yeah, I won that, didn't I? Yeah. And you won. I know. It was great. I'm like, oh, my God. You were using your own little secret code to win that, weren't you? No. I just, I just didn't suck as hard as everybody else. Wait, no. Um... <laughs> I, no, no, I, was I was in amazed. my. I was amazed. <laughs> this is the bloke amazed. flying with the reverse parking lines on his. Yeah. What is that about? What was that about? Me. Yeah. No, I never had yeah. that. That was uh, that was Simon. Simon VC had um, had that on oh, his, yeah, on his Simon, monitor. monitor. I didn't. I didn't have that. You know. No. It was Simon. <laughs> Did you fly Acro through them with all stabilization mode? Uh, no, it's Horizon stuff through that. Uh, Horizon's really good in the trees. Yep. If you're doing close proximity stuff, Horizon's uh, really quite handy, actually. That was uh, over two years ago, that was. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy how quick and how yeah, changes, yeah. everything's changed. I don't think I'd do that course even now in Acro mode, but maybe that I, was I, what I, everyone I, else was doing wrong that day. Maybe everyone else was flying Acro mode and then like the quads basically going too fast in the small confined space that we were going through and then uh it was tiny know, wasn't it, it was that track very... well thanks for joining us no worries on. no worries i hope to um maybe yeah, we'll, we'll do it again after after my new stuff's out yeah, yeah, we'll do it again. yeah. How, how long have, we, have people got to wait we'll keep asking but you know it's just gotta wait it's just gotta wait it's, <laughs> it's, my stuff is done when it's done okay right it's not rushed out basically so it's done when it's done okay so when it's out, we're at, we're having you back on, and then you can yeah. tell everyone more tell you all about what, it. Yeah, what you done and and uh, how you did it. Right, uh, thank you. You've been listening to Let's Drone Out. You've been chatting to uh, Dominic Clifton, Mr. Clean Fly. Wave and say thank you. And then <laughs> Tony Boney. Cheers. Telemetry lost. How did you get an injury? Um, I got flown into at high speed. Ouch. Yes. To get the eyes then. Were you wearing goggles at the time or not? I wasn't, no. Oh. Yeah, no, I had one close encounter uh, when I was out in Spain last year. And yep. uh, had a That's cable from the goggles uh, in the pocket of the battery connector and yeah. then i went down to pick my quad up and the cable caught my arm switch and then as i went to like disarm it it uh, the cable was underneath the throttle as well and it throttled up and then went the quad wow. lifted off the ground into my goggles and i zipped off into the air that was pretty close so there's a scratch on the bottom of my goggles that would have otherwise been my eye if i was luckily, still having my goggles on mine was on my chin yeah. um it was a uh... Someone flying 5S with a GoPro, with a carbon quad. That would have hurt. Um, yeah. It, it, it hurt and I went to hospital. Oh. But, it, you know, it was just lucky. It was an unfortunate thing. I think the person has learned by their mistakes. I hope mm. they have. It was just one of them things, really. I was just yeah. completely lucky that it hit my chin. Anywhere else I would have been yeah. 
I think everybody doing all this sport and the uh, same with the planes and helicopters always has some random minor yeah, injury and then you take more care. Over, I don't and... hold it against the guy. I'm not going to ever tell a, anyone who it was. It was just a bad thing what happened. And... Yeah, it happens sometimes. Yeah. At least at least the props stop a little bit quicker on the quads than they do on the planes. Those things will take your fingers off. Yeah. Will. <laughs> You've got to respect the big props. I was down somewhere near South End on Sea, like Cavey Island or something like that. It was, and yeah. they've got a flying club down there, and uh, they've got big props like yay big. And you're like, I don't want to get in the way of one of those. <laughs> no, definitely not. Yeah. 